This is an urgent message for congregants who are attending a place of worship where it is required for you to show proof of vaccination or a vaccine passport. I'm, if you've been following me at all, you kind of know about some of the work that I've done, but uh, I'm going to get pretty charged up in this video. And the reason why is because some of the work that I've done has involved the church and I have been excommunicated from one denomination and I actually have been at odds with the church pretty much my entire life. And I know why, and, and I'll get to that, but I've received years of spiritual warfare from church leaders, and even harm has come to me and my family as a result of this one thing. I continuously point out their hypocrisy and evil, and as a result, I get demonized and ostracized and cast away. And I know that there are some that don't follow this idea of having to show a vaccine passport in order to worship God. But um, this one here, this message is specific for the congregants that are experiencing that. And it doesn't matter whether or not you have received the jab or not. You are still being led by church leaders who are willfully violating God's law. And I'm going to show exactly how. And I say that because, because I know how much they know the Bible. And if they don't know the Bible as well as what I'm going to share with you, then they are willfully ignorant of it. But if they do know the Bible as well as I do, and if they do know the verses that I'm going to be presenting, then they are willfully denying God's law, okay? So that's how that works. Um, and yes, I get charged about this. I, I, I fully admit that. I know why this is happening. It's because they want to keep their doors open. They want to keep their doors open. They don't want to have government coming in and shutting them down. I get that. They want to maintain their positions as ministers and as board of directors and all the rest. I know. I get it. I get it. But here's the thing. Jesus said this. Matthew 18, verse 20. Where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I among them. Well, we, we worship God to be in his presence. right? That, that's why we do it. It's our service to him. And in Deuteronomy 6.13, it says that is the Lord your God you shall fear. You shall serve him and by his name you shall swear. In other translations, it shows fear the Lord your God and serve him only. This isn't an option. This is a commandment from God. You need to do this. And in Exodus, this is an interesting story. In Exodus, chapter 23, verse 23 and 20 through 25. When my angel goes before you and brings you to the Amorites and the Hittites and so all these other nations, and I blot them out. He doesn't allow other nations who don't worship him to tell you what to do and how to live on their land. Okay? God gives you the land. God gives you these rights. God gives you these liberties. And then someone else may come in, another god perhaps. Yes, that's what the government and the health authorities are to your church leaders, especially if they're complying. And he instructs you, his children, you shall not bow down to their gods or serve them, nor do as they do. Well, what are they doing? Don't do it but you shall utterly overthrow them and break their pillars in pieces. That's important. I'm going to come back to that later. 
Verse 25, you shall serve the Lord your God and he will bless your bread and your water and I will take sickness away from among you. You see, even if the experimental gene therapy, because that's what it is, and if you don't believe me, you're an idiot, truly. The CDC, FDA, and the Government of Canada, along with Health Canada, have all issued statements showing that the studies are still ongoing. It's an experiment. But let's say, for instance, that this experiment was 100% effective, and it cured us all from every disease related to SARS-CoV-2 and all the variants and everything else. Let's say it did. God is still very clear. The sickness is not taken from us as a prerequisite to his worship. You don't have to be vaccinated or immunized or otherwise in order to follow his command of worshiping him first. Now, if your church leaders are doing this and they are following the men and women who are coming up with these arbitrary orders saying that you have to do this and this and this in order to be able to worship him, they are serving someone else over God. Now they might say, no, no, I'm not serving them over God. It's okay. They're certainly serving two masters. Jesus said, no one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. And he gives an example. You cannot serve God and money. Why are they trying to keep their doors open? Why are they trying to maintain their position as minister? They got mortgages to pay. They're serving God and money. Can't do that. Now, some of them are saying, well, well, you know, you just got to take, take a test. Take a test. If you test negative within the last X amount of hours, then you can worship God. Really? Obeying those commandments are the, is the condition of you being able to follow God's command. That's called doctrine. Matthew 15, verse 8 and 9. This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. In vain. Wait a minute. Where does that come from? Wait, vain. Hmm. Oh, yes. Exodus 20, verse 7. One of the Ten Commandments. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless. So not only are your church leaders saying, hey, do this and this before you can enter God's house to obey his command. Not only are they teaching you a false doctrine, by so doing, they are causing you to sin. You see? Your pastor that goes along with it? Maybe it's the church board? Maybe it's the elders? I don't care who it is. They are evil. They are causing you to sin. Wait a minute. I think I remember. Yes. 
Mark 9, verse 42. Whoever causes one of these who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a great millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea. I would hate to find out what the alternative is because Jesus says this would be better. Folks, I'm not saying that you should be violent towards these people. But if you love them, you let them know that you think they should have this level of judgment upon them. How do you do that? Let's go back to Exodus 23. Remember, you shall utterly overthrow them. God is not going to utterly overthrow them. He blots them out. He makes them irrelevant. But you shall utterly overthrow them and break their pillars in pieces. Folks, these gods, they know that they're breaking the law. They are false gods. They know they are breaking the law. That's why they're telling the churches and the employers and everybody else to follow these rules. They don't want the liability. They want the liability on the church. They want the liability on the restaurants. They want the liability on the employers, on the unions, on the universities. Let's get back to the churches. What are their pillars? What are they relying on? What props this up? The only way they can make this happen is when people are compliant. That's their pillar. That's their pillar. Your leaders, your church leaders, the people who are supposed to help you obey God. They are the pillars of the false gods. And if you love them, because I do, I certainly do. Yes, I'm angry, but I love them. I want them to have this level of destruction, the great millstone to be hung around their neck and thrown into the sea. I don't know what the equivalent of it is. I have an idea and I'll share with you in a moment. But the equivalent of that is what I want them to have because I love them. I don't want them to have the alternative. Jesus doesn't even say what the alternative is. But because they have chosen to serve man over God, and even if they say, oh no, we're just making sure that we can get people together within the law. First of all, it's not law. Contact me if you want to learn about how what they are saying is not law. But more importantly, what these people are doing is causing you to sin. And because they are wishy-washy like this, like Matthew, this one here, they honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. You know what that means? You know what you should do with them 
You know what would be the equivalent, I think, the equivalent of a millstone hung around their neck? And to be thrown into the sea? This is what I believe the equivalent is. What would Jesus do? I know your works. You're neither hot nor cold. <laughs> I would that you were cold or hot. So, because you're lukewarm and you're neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. This is my call to action for you, the congregants of churches where your church leaders are going against God's commandment, demonstrably causing you to sin, having you worship in vain because they're having you follow man's commandments as a doctrine. Spit them out, disenthrall, walk away. There are a lot of communities out there. Get in touch with me. I've got links underneath this video where we're building more and more communities. There's going to be someone out there that has a church that is not going to require you to follow man's commandment as a doctrine. They're going to allow you to worship God freely as he commanded you to do. Stop paying attention to these people. They are worshiping false gods and they are the pillars that, they that the false gods rely on. Topple them. Overthrow them. Remember, they want you to sin. They want you to worship God in vain. And it would be better if a millstone were hung around their neck and they were cast.